You. Are now. About to witness. The awesome. Crushing a mind of UGS Robinson Show Welcome, my friends. To a show that doesn't break, though it sometimes bends, and never nearly kind of sort of ever ends. This is B26, the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. And yeah, I'm talking loud, but I'm living loud. This is a 26 version of the Showstopper. Got a good idea. Something that's been crawling around. In my head since V25. It was a comment in passing. I, I gotta put this on. Hold on. It's like my space thing. Hey man, it's Captain Freakout. The planet hot and tight. Not yet, I can't put it in yet. But first, the words that say it all, I will speak clearly and enunciate so you never get the words wrong. Stigmata, calling of the just, song is called Intro All of Nothing. Nowhere. But I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my friends. Yeah, it's uh, it's been, let's put this thing in here. It's been a little, uh, I've been trying to adjust the mouthpiece because it complains by Alexi and Kidnate. There it works. Anyway, this is V26, the Eugene S. Robson Show Stomper. And uh, I don't know if you've uh, see, seen, uh, first of all, if you want to donate some money to the show to keep it going, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Stomper, T-H-E-S-T-O-M-P-E-R. That's it for the commercials, except for, I guess, Stigmata is still purchasable uh, from uh, Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, the city where they attack your car with a hammer. And uh, uh, I do have in my hot little hands some copies of Fight. Uh, I'll autograph them and auction them off. I said I would do it before Moscow. That may be a little less realistic because I forgot that I'm doing a benefit on Saturday, so my time is kind of jammed. Uh, for Dr. John, I, I don't know. They, they pay me. Yes, they pay me for benefits because I don't leave the house without getting paid. Anyway, um, this show is not going to be a departure, but there's something that I said on, on the 
the week's previous show that got me to think, got me thinking. And that's how we ended up here. There wasn't, I think we had, what, three cares on the card in Hamburg. I was shocked and surprised because I actually had a friend of uh, a known associate, not a friend necessarily, a known associate in the card, and he kicked ass. Sorry, I I, I only figured this out later. I would have uh, directed you all to watch him. But as it is, I went to New York uh, for uh, for Ozzy Fest, uh, which was uh, the, uh, the headline, uh, the main speaker, the biggest name on both days. It was two days, Saturday and Sunday in the Rumsey Playfield in Central Park uh, was Hillary Clinton. And I told you I was going to talk a little bit about it, but I didn't want to cheat it beforehand. And I will do so now. It ties in, as usual, all together. One of the things that got me thinking is when I was talking, and it may have been on it, uh, if I did it or if the shoes fit or maybe the care I don't care preview of the previous week, uh, which would be last week for most of us. But I said something that uh, that that got me to think, and I'm just going to play a word association game with you to get to, to eliminate the preliminaries and get you to where my head is at on this one. Are you ready? Emmanuel Lewis. What you talking about, Webster? Dynamite. Kevin Hart. Tyler Perry. Michael Strahan. Lawrence. Oh, shit. I'm blanking on this one. Who was the cat who went jogging in the the fucking uh, sauna suit and passed out? In the street. The, anyway, I don't need to go down ver- very many more. At some point on one of these shows, I was saying something like, I think it, it had to be if I did it or if the shoes fit. Because I think I was bouncing something off of either John Nash or Kid Nate or Alexi. And I said I started naming names. And I started to say, it, we were joking about selling out. And we were joking about, um, I think I made mention, maybe it was this week, I made mention of uh, of somebody from Endeavor, formerly WME, formerly William Morris Agency, you know, except giving me a, a TV show. And I was like, ah, no, nah, no, nah, we've seen who they put on TV. Don't put on guys like me. They don't put on guys, they don't put guys like me on TV. And I'm sure, given that we live in this polarized America, that it was a throwaway comment, but I'm sure that some of you who happen to listen to, to hear the throwaway comment maybe made the assumption that when I say guys like me, Maybe if you didn't listen too carefully, didn't know how my mind worked, you would say that, well, what he's talking about are actually fundamentally black guys. Well, the the guys I named on TV are black guys. So that leaves you to harrow what it was that I meant when I said guys like me. Well, he's a, he named other black guys on TV. You just open up the show naming, na- naming black guys on TV. And for this, I have to go to Tony Montana. And Frank... Only one thing in the world give orders, Frank. Balls. You got those? I started to think about the quality that makes me unsuitable for, and believe me, this is not just a fucking, this is not solipsism. It's not going to be an hour of me talking about me necessarily. But what makes what makes me unsuitable for prime time? What makes me unsuitable for product? Let me name some more names for you. John Wayne. Uh, 
Well, I just stopped there because I I I, I want to diffuse the point. So uh, uh, there's something uh, Eddie Lagapa, uh, uh, art, an artist uh, that I know and last count of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, 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 blue belt had something pretty compelling to say, and he said to me at one point. You know, Jim Morrison, and he actually drew a, a comic book, and I used it on the on the back of a magazine I used to publish. He said, Jim Morrison comes in packages now, man. Packages. Little five-by-five five packages. You know, he was a shaman, man. He was a wild man. Comes in a little package now. Put him in your car. You leave him there when you go shopping. It's a CD. Now it's not even a package, man. It's just an electrical impulse somewhere. The reality of it is, I, I dated this woman once, and she told me, she goes, you know, our, the relationship lasted two months, but, but we stayed friends. And she said, you know, I, so, you know, naturally you do this thing, we would talk about your, you know, your post, your post dating, dating life. And she would tell me, you know, I'm just too much for that. I'm too big. I'm too loud. I'm too hot. I'm too smart. I'm too, and I kept waiting for the right two which was too crazy, but that never came up. But that's not the point that I was trying to make here. The point is that the two, T-O-O, is a defining issue here. I remember once we played in a place called Arnhem, and it completely freaked people out. An American guy from Cincinnati happened to be in the audience. He came up to us later, and he, he is in a band as well and happened to be touring Europe, had a night off, came to see us play. He goes, you know, some bands come over here, and they give us a little bit of America. You came and gave way too much of America. And that is the name of the fucking game. You will know something either went very extremely right in America or extremely wrong when you see me any other place than this fucking room talking to you. Now, I, I've had friends who are riding on the L train in Chicago and they look up and they go, my God. That 60-foot-tall billboard looks just like Eugene, but that would be crazy. And, of course, it was me in a Citibank ad. Yeah, I used to do commercials. Or, what? hey, that looks like Eugene in that beer commercial. <laughs> it is Eugene in the beer. Okay, well, Leonard Part 6, King of Love, Midnight Call, eh, you know, I've been on TV. It's not, not strange, necessarily. But I'm talking about when they're talking to me as me. The two-factor becomes a factor. And if you think about the fighters that you really like and the fighters that have real cachet, there is that two-factor. There is a reason why the Diaz's ha have, have, been, have been on ice for a year plus. Who knows? At least a year. Now, 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 Kid Nate said something a uh, uh, um, uh, pretty compelling on one of the shows that maybe it was a Care Don't Care preview that we did just this morning. My memory is shot. I'm still a little brain boggled from the trip, the trip and the travel. Just a little bit. You know, and we were talking about yeah, it was a show this morning. We were talking about music. And now we have a segment we do on Care Don't Care. When the cares fall below three on, on the card, specifically the uh, coming up, uh, 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 it's not Hamburg. Did I say Hamburg? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that was fine. Next one is UFC Calgary. 
if they fall below three on the card, he does a segment where he gives it's a lightning round where he gives me two band names and I choose between the bands. And at some point, making a point about some of the band names he chose, I said I countered with, I got two names for you. Are you ready? He goes, Yeah, Fugazi and Motley Crue. Now, most people who are music heads, if I give them that what they feel is a fairly stark choice between Fugazi and Motley Crue, most of the serious music people will say Fugazi. They have the hardcore pedigree with Ian MacKay from uh, Minor Threat, and then before that, Teen Idols. You know, it's got the the Discord record thing. It's got the you know the uh, the, the uh, uh, what was it? They had the Riot Spring, the birth of the emo movement there. You know, the branching out, uh, Black Flag, get, picking up Henry Rollins from SOA. It's it's a storied history. I said, except you want to know something interesting? There have been three hardcore memoirs out of out of New York NYHC, New York Hardcore. There's been uh, uh, my riot, Roger Moret's recent one, Roger from the Agnostic, from Agnostic Front, uh, Life of My Own, uh, uh, Harley Flanagan's, and then before that, John Joseph's. Three. There have been very right. There have been very few. There have been zero. I, I think I can safely say there have been zero memoirs out of D.C. There have been books, Salad Days, Cynthia Connolly's book of photos from those days. But the D.C., for as, as, as vocal as it was during the punk heyday, has been relatively mute. You know why? Because you can't write a memoir without revealing. You don't know anything about Fugazi. You know stuff about the way they think and possibly how they act, but you don't have any sense of who they are. When I put them side by side with a Motley Crue, I have no doubt in my mind that when Motley Crue sings, girls, 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 going down the Sunset Strip, you know, hot lips and fingertips, that they're talking, going out to the strip clubs that they're going to, it's a one-to-one -one representation. Motley Crue guys are being pretty fucking serious about being Motley Crue. They're honestly as they are. I don't have to like it. I don't have to think it imbues it with a certain kind of quality. And if you've been watching Tommy Lee getting knocked out by his son, drunk and getting knocked out by his son, his uh, uh, teenage son on uh, uh, social media, you know, this is not a good look that a 60-year-old man wants to have, also known as dumb shit. The reality of it is they're a more honest outfit. Now, if honesty is important to you and your music, that's fine. I like Oblique myself. People could listen to Oxbow and say, well, I don't really learn anything about you from Oxbow. That's because you're a simpleton. Oxbow is the most direct kind of diary that I could ever think that, that, that a human being would have written, but it's not a memoir. I'm not going to spell it out for you. The Gnostics didn't, and I won't. So, so in, in the, I'm not going to get into the problems of why I haven't done a memoir. I think you all know probably why I haven't done that yet. I got to stay employed at this juncture in time. So, so uh, they 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 are uh, um, are honestly held. So uh, uh, so kidney we got we segue to the section. I said Motley Crue Fugazi. He goes well, yeah. and I said no no, it's real musically significant Fugazi, of course. Artistically credible, are my 
But honest, not at all. Not compared to Motley Crue. Give the 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 doff of the hat to Motley Crue. Motley Crue are as they are. The Diaz brothers are as they are. You can try to put them in a five by five package if you would, but it inevitably ends up hanging out over the size and doesn't work. You know how many cats are like that who have a public platform unfettered? In a very weird way, we got one. And his name is Donald Trump. It sounds eerie to have realized this. But the unrestrained id, which is what these guys represent, um, is something that makes people nervous. His supporters are nervous, and I'm not one of them. His detractors are nervous. Everybody is fucking nervous. Everybody. Because, like, like my friend once said, that's what I love about Eugene. I never know what you're going to do. You could do anything. I go, that doesn't make me feel good. If I need a character witness, I need some people who know me well enough to say that absolutely doesn't sound like Eugene. And that absolutely does sound like Eugene. People will tell me things I've said, and I can tell you right away syntactically if I said it. Guy said, hey, man, remember when you ruined my poetry, James? I said, I never ruined your poetry, James. Uh, yes, you did. Remember when you told me I should never, ever again write poetry? Okay, I did say that. Syntactically, it sound like, sounded like something. I said, I said, just because I thought it was a waste of time, you should spend your time writing. All the poets I know are broke. I know lots of guys who write lyrics who got lots of money. Go for the money. That's what I meant. I didn't mean your poetry. Your per- poetry personally was subpar. Would it make a difference anyway? Nobody supported my fucking writing outside of my mother. Just do it because you like it. Anyway, that's a side point. So the point is that unrestricted id doesn't does it's the best TV going, but we want the package stuff. Like the the guys in that wonderful uh uh uh, uh Minneapolis band Stunning once said, "We want not the fake fake, the real fake." Image projection is all fake. Because if you think when I close this computer down, I stand up from here and walk into the kitchen and start talking to my wife the way I'm talking to you right now, you might be wrong. But the reality of it is the ideas expressed herein are not unknown or unfamiliar to my wife. They're quite familiar. So Tony Montana is leaning back in his chair and he's looking at Frank and going, there's only one thing and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. What my friend was saying by way of a compliment was that he, he, he though he knew, he's known me for a long time and has tracked, has tracked his understanding of me for a long time, he is unsure, like, the parameters of what I find acceptable so far exceed the parameters of what he finds acceptable that he just, he doesn't know. And the ability... The ability, this is why people will never consciously elect somebody who is smarter than they are, or also known as too smart. They've done studies. So people feel fundamentally uncomfortable with people who they perceive to be too smart. I'm not making the claim of being smart. I am making the claim of being too, too. And those names I named at the top of the show is a very verisimilitude. The names I named at the top of the show, categorically, police blotter style, seem to have a lot in common with me. 
Jimmy Walker, African-American, short hair, why not? Thinner, older now, heavier. Emmanuel Lewis, a child, or gifted with some sort of special disease that makes him appear to be childlike. These are Habermensch. I don't want to go German on you, but it means half men. Kevin Hart is like four foot eight. I've never seen Kevin Hart before today. I mean, I've seen him. I've never really heard him. His shtick. And I happened to be looking for something today, and I found some Kevin Hart. And his voice is super high. It's This is not, okay, well, let's not pick on Tyler Perry. Spends most of his time in, in, in his film life in dresses. I don't mind cross-dressing. Fine. If that's what floats your boat, do it. Live it. Love it. But nobody's saying that guy is too anything, unless it's too rich. So, uh, um, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, you say, okay, well, let's look at the oopsie and the bald one. Surely he's got he's got the alpha element. He's got more sausages on his plate than God. He he's a CEO of a corporation. There is no higher up than the up that he presently has his hands on. He just paid for his son to have a $1 million 16th birthday party. I wonder how many homeless people they had to drive by. I guess none. They flew the helicopter to the party. On the outside, categorically, it would seem like we are talking about something that gives orders. It has balls. We, we would seem to have any dream that he could possibly have, he has. We were talking about the unrestricted id, but that guy's a gatekeeper. That guy's a gatekeeper. McNuggets. McNuggets is the eye of the pyramid. The Diaz is eye of the pyramid. Michael Strahan, the formerly feared football player, is now this smirking, gentle, uh, 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 sandpapered morning host who gets excited about souffles. I'm not saying that like that's not manly. I just did a panel with Roy Choi at OzzyFest, and I got excited about Korean cooking. But I was genuinely excited about the guy's story. I mean, there's a lot of beef. I'm not eating beef, so couldn't get too excited. He said, you know, I'll make stuff with fish. You come to L.A., I'll make some stuff with fish. I go, all right, bro. You catch me in L.A. before too long. I got you. Find your truck. Bring, I'll bring the fish. You can cook it for me. I, I, I don't shit on enthusiasms. Embrace, if your enthusiasm involves wearing uh, Liz Claiborne and, and bras, do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not down here with gender differentiation where we got some I mentioned John Wayne for a reason. Because John Wayne is a fucking cartoon. Real name Marion. Wore lifts in his shoes. Didn't go to war. Didn't really play football very seriously. Cartoon version. We could handle the cartoon version. Habermensch. I'm I'm confused. Somebody with better German skills can clear it up for me. Haba, H-A-L-B-E-R or H-A-L. 
I've seen Hob Henshin half chickens and say on sale. So is it Hob or Haba? And is it the noun at, at the end that makes it changes it, or is one wrong and the other not not right, or is one wrong or the other one wrong, or are they not right? Half men. I mean, the reality of it is, you know, people are exhausted by the Trump presidency because un, un, unrestrained id is like is like live wire. It is exhausting. It's exhausting to be around, to endure, to live with, to contemplate. But as tiring as it is for the rest of the world, it is a way to be for the people who are it. So whether my mouth is moving or I'm talking to you, what's happening in my head is fundamentally the same thing. It is the same thing. It doesn't change. At all. I remember going out with a woman. She goes, you know, sometimes it'd be nice if you talk to me. I was like, what? She goes, I, I can see you're thinking, you know, and it would be okay if you actually shared what you were thinking with me. I was like, huh? Oh, oh yeah, okay. And, and that's when I started talking. I've had, this is when my kids were right about me being sort of on the spectrum. I've had occasions where people have tried to help me with this spectrum-like behavior. Janet Pfeiffer in 1977 said to me, hey, um, when you talk to me, why don't you ever look me in the eye? And I was like, oh, shit. I, I guess people like when you do that. So then I start looking at people in the eyes when I talk to them. I used to walk, watch cartoons when I was a kid, and my mother would come up and say, hey, you know, these are actually funny. And I said, yeah, I know. She says, well, you're not laughing. I go, but I know they're funny. And, and they may, then I realized laughing is not something I do for me. I got to do it for other people to make them comfortable. You can socialize out of the spectrum. But the reality of it is, here, like Colin Quinn said, that ass smart. But they're not New York smart. It's gone. Which creates a situation like, unless you are, it's like taking LSD, unless you are on that very same trip with that person, nobody else can get in. They can experience it on the periphery, but they don't know which way it's going to go. You will never see a guy like me on fucking TV. Maybe acting like I'm somebody else acting like I'm normal, but the reality of it is, can you imagine, it's like the Bob and Doug McKenzie thing on SCTV when they got, they got suddenly popular and then they gave them a big glitzy TV show. Can you imagine, can you imagine giving uh, a, a commentating gig to either the Diaz's? Can you imagine what that would be like? It would simultaneously be the greatest and the worst thing at the same time. But you know what it would be 100%? It would be 100% Diaz. You know? There's certain cats. I think Bisping is pretty close. That's a spectrum that makes a difference. And my whole life, outside, outside of, there have been a couple of things that I've been obsessed with forever. And I've always been obsessed with phonies. My stepfather, my ex-stepfather took me to see uh, uh, a Santeria ceremony when I was like nine or ten. 
He's like, what do you think? People were catching the spirit and screaming in tongues and rolling around the floor. What do you think? And it was something. It was like, a, it was something. But my first comment afterward was, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. I've been obsessed with fake. People who I liked, when, he's written a piece about me, my ex-stepfather. His name is Edmund Newton. And he wrote it in a section called Tailpipe. That was in New Times down in Broward County, Florida. You can look it up if you're interested. And he talks about meeting me for the first time. And he goes, ah, you know, he's kind of a wised up kid. And I got the sense after it was all over. He knew a lot more about me than I knew about him because I'm watching and judging. Don't have it in my space for fucking phonies. Don't have it in my heart. Guys who have watched, people who have watched his show, who subsequently are been exposed to Oxbow, subsequently met me in person. And we're expecting there to be a break. And it's not. I'm there. For good or for ill. And the thing is, as expressed in positive, uh, with a positive set of emotions, that's okay. If we're having a happy, happy time chatter, then that would be cool. He seems like a happy guy, acts like a happy guy. You know, if it's a dark period, it doesn't seem so cool. It seems dangerous. Matched with, you know, there have been odd times at which I've been shocked. Shocked that free will exercises the way it does. The first time somebody ever sold me a firearm, I go, I must really be an adult. It's socially irresponsible to sell me this firearm, but he just did. I think that every morning at jujitsu, it's socially irresponsible for him to be teaching me this much fucking jujitsu. Like we were talking about when we were talking about the superheroes. I guess, yeah, this was the genesis of where I started thinking about this. Batman is a psychopath. He's a homicidal maniac. He just happens to turn his homicidal maniac to pro-social, pro-social, pro-social uses. That's why I like that movie with Christopher Walken where he played the angel and they're looking for the soul of the most evil man, Angel Gabriel, and he's looking for the soul of the most evil man on earth. And he wants to capture it and like monetize it. And it ended up being a soldier. It's a homicidal maniac. But the guy was a hero. But in the court of eternal consciousness, his soul was worth something because of the kernel of evil that drove his murderous rampage. He just happened to be doing it at the behest of the Americans against the Vietnamese in a war that we somehow thought was significant. Arch enemies and villains are the homicidal maniacs that are not our homicidal maniacs. But it's the same thing. It is the same live wire. Superman has never succeeded. There's no dynamic to Superman as a character. It's fucking dull. Batman, totally out of his fucking mind. He's up all night. Doesn't sleep during the day. He's crazy. Now, I don't want the parallel to scare you away and to justify this continued media blackout. I want stuff that's not in little boxes. I don't want Jim Morrison in a box. I want to be able to wrap my hands around something and then let it go. You guys are not, you all are not spending 24 hours, seven days a week with me. Spend an hour. It's possible, comfortable, palatable. Might be a little rough 24 hours a day. 
But I got to see these Habermensch. I got to see them on TV way more. I got to see them from bus kiosks. I got to see them from billboards. I got to see them from TV shows. I've got to see pale imitations. Emphasis on pale, emphasis on imitations. I have to see cartoons. The bald one is a fucking cartoon. He's a, it's, he's a, he's a, he's a weak guy's, he's a, he's a weak guy's guess at what, at what the fucking id guy is. I'm not even going to say alpha because that'll confuse things. Like Popeye said, I am what I am, which actually comes from the Bible. I think it was uh, when they tried to explain the tetragrammaton, the four letter word that spells out the name of God. Y W H uh, 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 Y Y H. W-H, four-letter word that spells out the name of God. You couldn't even say because it had so much power. I think how they explain it, they use that phraseology about, they ask you, who, who, who are you? He goes, I am as I am, which, of course, Seagar changed when he created the ca cartoon character of Popeye the Sailor Man to uh, I am what I am. I see these guys. I've seen these guys all over the place. And and like I said, when I met Carl Carl Rove two years ago, I was suddenly aware of the fact that Carl Rove wasn't a fucking phony. He was as he was. Through a, a quirk of fate, his parents were Republicans. He, he you know what he you know what he told me? He was saying, look, when I was like six years old, seven years old, I decided I want to be a Republican. When I was like eight, I was wearing suits to school and carrying a briefcase. You know how many other kids were doing that then? Nobody. He cops that being a, a, an obsessive, um, freakish outlier. The political, the political aspects of what he was doing couldn't have possibly have hit home in a very serious way at four, five, six, seven, and eight. But what he was voracious about was kind of, uh, 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 again. The wheels. Now I think he he is in a, in a sick world that that require that that um, that extols um, and, and uh, advances high skills in mimicry, uh, imitation, imitation, mimicry, falsehood, and fakery. So again, if I compare Motley Crue to Fugazi, we'd have to say they're more honest. I cannot say about anybody who, who applies their trade in the political field that they are. But you have to understand, uh, if you read Paul Fussell's book about class, specifically class in America, so we have a classless society, I'm guessing. He says, no, no, no. There are only certain numbers of people who are free from class designations. America is more class bound than any place, but there are certain people, classifications that are free of it. Who? Artists. Artists are largely free of it. Donald Trump is not a politician. He's a casino owner. And secondarily, maybe an entertainer. That's why it feels the way it feels. You have no idea what he's going to do. All of us wake up every morning. The fans of him say, I wonder what he's done now. The detractors say, what has that idiot done now? Of course, you know, any electric wire starts to burn through its cladding, and I think that's what's happening with Donald Trump. 
somebody described trying to have a conversation with the guy and they go, I couldn't keep it straight from one minute to the next. Sound familiar? The question is, though, like I remember being uh, 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 hanging out with some friends who were on LSD. And I, I remember one of the friends saying, I'm having all these great ideas, but I, I can't communicate them. And I said, to think, you know, it's fine, good enough that I'm having the ideas. I don't need to communicate them. And then he had a, a secondary revelation that was like, without the communication of the ideals, you haven't closed the circle and you're just some guy on the street doing strange shit. The effort it takes to express the idea, it justifies the idea. Push it through. Open your mouth. Frame it. And then it becomes art. Before that, nothing. So you look at people who get the pass. I've thought about this for a long time. Why did Jim Kelly not? Now, Jim Kelly could have fucked somebody over. You never know. Why did Jim Kelly not succeed and Chuck Norris is fucking? I mean, Jim Kelly had charisma up the ass. Never got the shot. All those names I named, there were other people never got the shot. Okay, let, let's stop. Let's stop thinking. History is written by the winners, so let's stop thinking about the losers for a second. Let's look at the winners. They recycled. I can't think of the other guy. The what you're talking about, Willis? That guy, what his real name is? I'm forgetting. And Emmanuel Lewis, they're fundamentally cognates, corollaries. A representation of of black manhood minus a masculinity. I mean, and don't give me that thing. It's like, look, the frequency frequency allowed on these shows is a very narrow frequency band. You need to tell you, you know, you can't make, it's a morning show. It's uh, moms with kids. It's uh, uh, stay-at-home dads. It's uh, people, you know, that were just waking up. They want you to say a few things, nice things about the souffle, about coffee. They want you to welcome them to the day. This abrasive shit that you're doing is, is, is this is not good for the morning. It's not good for the morning. It is very bad for the morning. Stop it. It's got too much. Okay, so when then? It's like I had a woman who told me, you know, I don't really like to have sex the week of my period. Okay. And I don't really like to have sex the week before my period, yeah? And then the week after my period, I don't really like to have sex either, huh? I go, so that leaves about a week. And she goes, yeah, yeah, but even that week, I'm tired some of the time. So pretty much it's like one day of the month I really want to have sex. The rest of the times, I'm just doing you a favor. The fuck? Get the fuck out of here. I, I confronted her about that later. She goes, oh, I was probably just joking with you. <laughs> Probably. Come on, man. So you're not good for the morning show. No, nah, no, nah, you're not too You're too edgy for the morning. Okay, well, what about lunch? Well, no, nah, no, nah, you got people coming home from school. It's kid hour then. Okay, after school. You're not an after school special. You're not really. All right. Well, that's family time for dinner. Okay, right after dinner, 8 o'clock. No, 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 no. You're not the. Okay, well, what about 11? Well, we got other guy. We got Jimmy Fallon. Now, you ever see Jimmy Fallon? That guy is funny. Jimmy Kimmel has got something. 
Got a little bit of – have you seen him? He's got a little bit of live wire. He's quick, and he got a little bit of that live wire thing, and you don't know what he's going to say. I find it quite pleasing to watch Jimmy Kimmel. And he's the only one. I cannot take that, that chattering howdy-doody fucking Conan O'Brien. And Fallon, forget it. And all the rest of these guys who have fucking shows, are you fucking kidding me? Well, we eat shit because we only have shit to eat. They're all pretenders. They're all pretenders. People, some guy in the comments a couple of shows ago was trying to make fun of me. Oh, you only got 600 people listen to you. I say, hey, bro, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this show. I'm going to do this show until I have nobody watching. Until I go in and, it, and the counter says one. Like, that was me going in. Then I'll stop. Then I will stop. But until then, until then, I'm doing what that girl essentially asked me to do. Not look in your eyes, though I'm looking in your eyes. But, you know, maybe you could talk to me every now and then, share a little bit of what you're thinking. Okie dokie. Call it the show stomper. Put it up on the web. So, so I don't get too distracted. This is, in other words, the shit that you want in packages, this does this is not a package. This is the only place you get it. And if you haven't figured it out, this is the only place you probably should get it. So I'm at Aussie Fest. If you read if you if you're a fan of Chapel House, they shit all over Aussie Fest. I don't say that we're rancor. I think they're critique they're they were critiquing essentially neoliberalism which is, can be broken down into one simple group. Hillary supporters who just don't get it. I don't know whether these guys were Bernie bros or what the fuck they were. It sounded like warmed over Hunter S. Thompson to me. Presumably they took acid and went to Aussie Fest, and then they wrote about it for Rolling Stone, which was maybe the last place to do it. Rolling Stone, who couldn't keep a magazine going now, only exists online. But I'm not a sour grape guy. I think their critiques were on the mark. I miss it. In 1981, 82, 83, they had the US Festival. Steve Wozniak started. It was reviled. It was a, it was a joke. Plenty of people there went and had a good time, but nobody took it seriously. Who any nobody who was a tastemaker took it fucking seriously. Ten years later, Lollapalooza came along. People fucking loved it. The first one had Nick Cave and Henry Rollins in the same card. Kid, are you kidding me? I didn't go to see it, of course, because I'm too cool for school, but it was worthwhile. It died. Perry Farrell brought it back. There's one coming up in August. People are excited. Hillary was a keynote at Ozzy Fest. Did I meet her? I did not meet her. Did I have a chance to? Probably. Did I take the chance? No. I talked to Roy Choi. talked to Grover Norquist. Saw a uh, Charlize Theron which I thought was interesting. She and I actually have people that we know in common. I didn't bring that up. I just wanted to see how tall she was. I didn't really give a shit to talk to her. I didn't really care. Cynthia Nixon was there, of course. Naomi Campbell, thrilled to death to meet Naomi Campbell. I would have given any amount of money for her to fling her phone at somebody's head, even if that head ended up being mine.
the most interesting thing and why I dragged you along and what I've been teasing on if I did, if the shoes fit, was running into a VP. I'm not going to put the guy on Front Street, but he's a VP of Extreme Sports at Endeavor. You don't believe me? Well, I don't know why you wouldn't believe me, but I'll, 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 I'll keep talking and try to dig out his card while I'm talking. And people say, oh, my God, you have to talk to Eugene. He's obsessed with mixed martial arts, obsessed. The guy meets me. He goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man, they, they, he knows I'm taking jujitsu six days a week. He knows that I've been covering mixed martial arts since the UFC won. He knows one of the first big national pieces on mixed martial arts was my piece in GQ. Sean Penn was on the cover. Knows all this stuff. We're getting along like gangbusters. We're talking up a storm, but we're not talking about fighting. We're just talking about the event and, you know, what he's doing, how he likes WME. You know, I need an agent. So I'm talking. Oh, here we go. Um, I don't need to show you all the guy's information, but, it, you know, they. So anyway. And the guy goes, oh, man, I'm going to be in L.A. You got to come to L.A. and meet me. Please send me an email. You got to come to L.A. and meet me. I was like, oh, cool, man. Well, he's going, we got an event at Staples. Center. Oh, shit. WME Endeavor. IMG, man, they're like, yeah, I got it. Yo, I'm in the belly. I completely skipped the UFC. I'm going to the, I got my hand on the wellspring, the font of all. He goes, yeah, you got to come to L.A. We're going to do this big thing at Staples Center. I'll get you good. Get you in, you get good seats. Oh, you won't believe it. I go, oh man, what is it? What is it? He goes, ah, PBR. I go, PBR. You, Pabst Blue Ribbon. He goes, professional bull riding. Cue clown music. Now the preamble was, I am the fight guy, non-parial. That's me. Not interested in any other sport, but fighting. Knew the fighting, wrote the book, the whole thing on HarperCollins, this fight book, the whole thing. I, I'm the guy. And he invites me to this thing that he's really excited about. Really, beyond all else. He's flying out from New York office to L.A. office because he's excited about it. Is it a thing you just spent $4.2 billion on? Nope. It's professional bull riding. I want you to sit with that for a fucking second. With the $1,000 tip to the waitress, the $60,000 samurai sword, the $1 million 16th birthday party for the kid, the, the chatter news today was about the bald one and boxers. Scott Coker was interviewed about, about some, some boxing thing. Boxing, boxing. Hmm. I mean, if that doesn't put a fucking shiver up your spine, nothing will. You're dead. You're dead. And and fundamentally, I would guess that these roads have led me to a conclusion that I didn't know that I was going to get to at the beginning when I started going down this road. And that's that 
to quote Tony Montana, only one thing in the world. And he's not talking about testes necessarily. Ideated will. Well, Alexander the Great says, you know, if we could only climb this thing and get on the other side, we could drop in right behind these guys and fucking murder them. This other army was peeking around this precipice and look at, you know, and they're like, you're crazy. We can't climb that thing. He goes, well, I think we should try. Like, well, we're not going to. He goes, you know what? I'll go alone. And he starts to climb the sheer face of this thing with his nothing but his sword. And the guy standing on the ground feels shame. They've discovered that Morrison is not in boxes now. And they follow him. They climb up. Drop down behind, I don't know, whoever they were fighting. Slaughter them all. Now, I'm imagining it as a, as a sheer face because I know rock climbers. In actual fact, it was probably just a, a hill or a hummock or a berm. Doesn't change the fact that what happened was the thing that doesn't fit in boxes is the only thing that made that thing make sense. And if the oopsie is not making sense, it's because even if the bald one is acting like he's in the front seat driving, he is incapable of driving. He is incapable of driving because there's only one thing that lets you drive. Balls are ideated will. Talk to anybody that you know that's ever created things. I had the, had a sensation of that before. I mean, you create venues for great shit to happen. And sometimes it happens. I interviewed Roy Choi. He talked a lot about that. He was busted, but went through a nervous breakdown. Three or four months, couldn't do shit. We'll get to work and we'll just stare at stuff. They fired him. Sitting around with a family, didn't know what to do. Some guy reaches out to him and says, you know what? You can climb that fucking thing and drop down behind those guys and kill them all. I can't do it alone. Will you do it with me? And they do, and they start this whole thing, Koji's, in L.A. You know what I'm talking about if you're listening from L.A. No secondary, tertiary levels. No guys trying to get you to go watch bull riding. Just the real deal. The real deal. I tried to listen to that chapel thing and did actually manage to listen to the whole thing. And those guys, by the end, I hated them as much as I hated what they hated. And I hated what they hate, believe me. I had a critique, my critique, open critique. We want to be more Lollapalooza, less us. Simple. Edge, chaos. Chaos is not always good. That's a mistake that the, 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 the orangutan, the presidential orangutan makes. Thinks that, that chaos, he confuses heat, emotion with heat and light, doesn't illuminate shit chaos. But it can be the byproduct of ideated will. It could be the byproduct. I mean, when those guys were slaughtered, peeking around the corner, waiting for Alexander to show up, when they were fucking slaughtered, it was chaos. They didn't understand what had happened as they died in the dirt with their mouth full of fucking stones. They had no idea what had happened. None. Zero. kind of chaos breaking the act of creation 
You ever think about, uh, about you know, reverse time? And scientists have been doing this recently for reasons I brought up in a, pa a past show. Well, we've got planets, we've got the universe, this endless spread, this reverse, because it's moving out so we can posit the fact that it came, it, it, it came from someplace to move out. Let's go back to where it was all an undifferentiated whole. What was outside of it, you can't even talk about it in those terms. There was no time. There was no time. There was no space. There was no distance. There was no reality to it. And suddenly something exploded and everything became everywhere. And it's all still moving out. I, and next time he comes through, we'll have a theoretical uh, quantum genius guy, Scott Walter, Scott A. Walter, have him into the show. Also, number three in the state in wrestling in Virginia. But it was the idea, extreme violence, separation, creation. The UFSI is not going anywhere because it's got nobody taking it anywhere. Nobody's saying climb up that wall. Nobody's giving the Diaz's TV shows. Nobody's giving me a TV show. Look at the people who who who, who populate your who look at the people who populate this seat this seat in the universe that's our universe. Has 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 your other favorite uh, MMA journalist, as your whoever that might be, <laughs> has he ever said anything that surprised you, confused you? Have you ever looked at a cow and been confused about whether or not it was a cow? Probably not. Anton LaVey from the Church of Satan, when it, once I interviewed him, told me, he goes, we, we, we stick to animal uh, archetypes. Some people are sheep. Some people are wolves. He was making a very simple thought that he st stole from Rag Ragnarok. Red, first name. But I liked it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? This is an or theory, a UR theory about how fucked up things are. I mean, I, I don't have my tote sheet. I don't have my tote sheet. We go down the fight, UFC Hamburg, but for, for what reason? For what reason? What's the point? I will. I will anyway, because that's a negative attitude. And I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I shield it in the title, so I should talk about it. Because it was nothing but sadness and sorrow. Shogun getting beaten up that way, that was not cool. Oh my God, hold on, I got a yawn. It's later than I used to do with this show. I'm sorry about that. I'm still jacked up from New York. So let's see, I didn't care about... Um, Stasiak and Penguin. I didn't care about Stozik and Kimball. I didn't care about Bermudez and Davy Grant. I almost cared because of Bermudez. At least he would have won had I picked him. Um, Alexander Rakic is the guy known associate light heavyweight. Looked great against Justin Ledette. Fucked him up, but I got a unanimous decision. Didn't care about Nariani. He goes, Taha. Didn't care about uh, Bartosz Wawinski versus uh, Emil Meek. Uh, I knew Emil Meek. I probably would have called it for Meek if I had said I care, but Meek got got murked. Well, he got decision. Damir Hotsik, Nick Hine, didn't care about that. A little bit for Nick Hine. It was a split decision, which means it was 
torture Nazareth. Uh, uh, Mark Diakese, I almost picked Mark Diakese, and I decided against it the last second. Did not Danny Roberts, David Zwada, Marcin Tybura, I picked against Stefan Struve. Stefan Struve, who lost the unanimous decision, but also had that nice bro patch where he could stick his tongue through the hole in his bottom lip. It's time to stop, bro. It's time to stop. Abu Azatir versus Vito Miranda, didn't care. Corey Anderson against Glover Teixeira. I had to split the difference on that one. I called it for Glover. I was wrong. I think Corey is a, a hopped up uh, uh, Francis Carmont. And Anthony Smith versus Ohuha. Man, that's sad shit. Can't even talk about it. I know you guys want to talk Lost Battalion. Cannot talk about Lost Battalion. This is, this is, they shoot horses, don't they? Sometimes, look, you know, there, co there come moments of reckoning. I was in a jiu-jitsu competition, and I was staying there after getting my ass handed to me. And I realized the guys who took first and second place, their ages together were still 10 years younger than me. The fuck was I doing? Now, you turn it to a street fight, I might fuck them up still. After I grabbed a few garbage cans and uh, uh, beer bottles, maximum usage of available resources. That's the key name of the game in street fighting. UFC Hamburg was nothing to watch home about. You get through it very quickly. Anthony Smith was worth watching. I don't know that he's got the skill. He reminds me of uh, a very fucking who's the cat with the SoCal on his back who I like. Man, I can't. I'm, I'm tired. I can't remember anything. A bigger version of that. Reminds me of God. If you want to stick to the music theme of John Messias from Circle One. Reminds me a lot of Messiahs. Brute strength, endurance. These to work on the technique. There are a couple cats like him. Joe Riggs was, they're all like, I guess you would call them brawlers, which doesn't do him do him justice. Brian the Fury Johnson, who beat the fuck out of me, as detailed in the fight book. Uh, remind that guy. Rangy, tall, strong, big. Kind of reminds me of Mark Dagger, who used to sing for Urban Assault, who now lives in Texas and has white supremacy leanings, I have been told. But it's always been nice to me. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't know. I, in my dream world, and believe me, you know, I will never be anything but that wire. I will never be anything but that thing that hangs outside the box. I will always be ready for prime time, but never used for prime time. If there's some wrinkle in fate and somehow I manage to trick somebody for five minutes and get that thing, it'll be a glorious day for us. Until then, we're in the backseat of a car by a guy who's looking at, turned fully around, looking at you, telling you how well he can drive. He can't drive well. <coughs> Thinks he can. He can't. Only one thing that drives well. Ideated will, or like Tony Montana says, balls. You got those? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. If you looked amongst and amidst your friends, there's some that you like more than others. The ones I like are the ones. I have friends who I can call right now and say, I did this with a friend. He was at his kid's graduation party. And I said, you know, I realized 
something to a very specific certain extent that the early portion of my life, specifically the years between 1980 and 84, when I was at Stanford, every single woman I dated when I was at Stanford, it was like, yeah, they were losers. And he was like, oh, I got you. I'm not talking about the fact that they were unattractive. They were attractive, that they didn't have they weren't smart. They were smart, that they didn't have anything going for them. No. But what were they doing with me? Their un, their self-conception was poor. And they looked around, they go, who is somebody who won't make me feel bad about being me? They thought that we were, you know, you ever look at a cow and wonder if it was a cow? They looked at me and they thought I was a cow. That's why the relationships didn't last but fucking a month. That's how long it took. I thought he was troubled and lost and fucked up and he could somehow make me feel better about being troubled and lost and fucked up, but he doesn't. He makes me feel worse. You never hear a lot about Alexander the Great's friends. I'm guessing he had them. He didn't have a TV show either. Neither do the Diaz's. Neither does McNuggets. Why are we not seeing more? Why is it? Why is Bisping? You know, I've had my problems with Bisping in the past, but he is as he is. Hitler was not as he is. Hitler was not. Hitler used to get off a stage and like a college band, he would quiz his people. Go, how did I do out there? Did it seem pretty realistic? It was pretty cool. Did I have the desired effect? Was that? You think Nick Diaz spent five minutes at home doing that after he got in front of a mic asking anybody, hey, how did I do out there? Did I, I come across, I came across like a real badass, right? Think I gave him enough the finger enough times? That, no, man. We are as we are. You could make a million dollars giving us, we're mad as hell. We're not going to take it anymore. Go back to that movie, Network. Make a million dollars. Make a million dollars with somebody like us. But they don't. Why? Because the gatekeepers, the real gatekeepers, the cat sitting in the front seat turned around, telling you they're driving, crashing this fucking oof seat into the culvert. Those guys love the sausages on the plate. And more than the sausages on the plate, they love that they have the plate. In my dream scenario, they'll be found out, driven out, rolled down to the riverside by the fucking in a tumbrel and have their heads chopped off. That would be cool. To the certain extent that what's happening now with Me Too and uh, is kind of, you know, uh, people feel like kind of knee-jerk sensitivity, like, oh, James Gunn, he got real, uh, you know, there's a certain part of that, but it doesn't make a difference because we're talking about a very specific class classification. Read Paul Fussell's book on class and you know it when you feel it. You know, you know what, my whole life, you know what people have always said about me? I'm liked by kids animals and lunatics without exception and then the circle widens like women have always really really liked me and sorry who doesn't like me you know who's consistently never liked me and who i've never liked my entire life phonies those guys in the front seat turn around looking at me telling me what a good job they're doing fuck them this is the end of the show v26 the V26, the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper, Bob Bing.
Subscribe to this channel. Give it a thumbs up if you want to let you know that there are other shows coming. I mean, whenever I do the next show, I'll let you know. I did say I was going to do a, 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 an auction for the books uh, before I go to Moscow. I may not do that. If I do that, it'll be after UFC Calgary on Sunday. So subscribe so you get the notification. I'll do that. And then, uh, then some secret stuff I'll tell you about later. Tuesday, where are we now? Tuesday at 7.20, we will do if I did it and if the shoes fit. And then next week, somebody will sub for me the Care Don't Care preview because I'm going to have to miss Garbrandt and Dillashaw, too. I guess you didn't even know that fight was coming, right, for all the fucking juice they put behind it. Guy in the front seat telling you he's a real deal. He's not. Million-dollar birthday party for his kid. Fuck you. Anyway, thank you for listening. Go about your night. Tell the world. We'll see you soon. Until then, look what you made me do!